This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The IRS is the most feared agency in the world. You've heard ads from other companies offering to help taxpayers only if they owe over $10,000. Here at Platinum Tax Defenders, we're A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, and we're proud to be one of the only tax firms in the country who understands that people who owe less than $10,000 need help just as badly. The IRS doesn't care how much money you owe. They'll still garnish your wages and even seize your assets. So whether you owe just a few thousand dollars or hundreds of thousands, call now for your free tax consultation. If you qualify, we may even be able to reduce your tax debt down to a small fraction of what you owe. So don't wait until the IRS seizes your property and garnishes your wages. Call 800-579-4967 and get your tax problem resolved once and for all. That number again is And Stu and fat guy over there. Yep. Um, there he is. Nobody knows why he's here, what he does. No, he exactly. Uh, can you explain any of that, fat guy? What's that? Why you're here, what you do. Not part of the show. <laughs> uh, I gotta say, these shows uh, start so strangely sometimes. Yeah, they do. Um, I, uh, yeah, they yesterday, do. Uh, at Pat and Stu. Um, on Instagram, I don't know. If, is it at on Instagram? I don't know. If you search yes. for Pat and Stu on Instagram, yes. mm-hmm. uh, we posted a clip yesterday for some reason, which was just the interaction between you and I mm-hmm. when you said hi, and I oh, hello, and yeah. I and I went back and forth to you, and I said, "Oh, hi, Pat," and then you're like, "No, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the audience." Mm-hmm. It was That's like funny. 40 seconds of that, which is the most nonsensical. I laughed out Just, loud and watched it probably five times. Really? I don't know. It struck really? me as so funny oh, out wow. of context. Okay. Uh, so this is a weird freaking show. It's we, a weird we show. We appreciate you joining it anyway. It might be the weirdest, weirdest ever broadcast. Probably. It, it might be. Probably. It might be the weirdest. Um, let's start with the big news, though. Uh, 888-727-BECK is our phone number. Uh, Taco Bell is going to... Launch a fried chicken shell for its tacos. <laughs> um, what? Yep. Wait. Uh, what? Obviously, everyone's talking about the big store there. Uh, yeah. Have you seen this yet? No. Do we have that on the prep at all today? Because if not, obviously, Marissa, you could just clean your desk. Uh, have you out. seen this? Did you read about this in the paper today? Have you seen this? Yeah, read about this. Is that in here? Kevin, somewhere? did you see this? Did there it is. This Thank you. I, I knew she had it. There it is. Of course Ooh. she had it. Oh no way! Look at that what? thing. What? 
That is a fried oh, chicken. What? Fried chicken taco shell. The innovations at Taco Bell are better than NASA's ever it, done. It's that's, like they, that's better than NASA yeah. has ever done. Mm-hmm. It's like they care about us. <laughs> they really care. <laughs> they do. You know, they they want us to be happy. It's the naked chicken taco or something. Is that available like now? I, so the shell is. I think fried, it's the end of this month, right? The shell is fried chicken. And then the innards are... Yeah, is there... Do you know, Marissa, is there meat wow. inside of the wow. shell? Or is it... So there's grilled chicken inside, inside the fried chicken? Inside the chicken? chicken? <laughs> <laughs> that is unreal! Uh, don't you tell me that Taco Bell's not the greatest business that's ever existed. These are amazing times. <laughs> this is incredible <laughs> that we live in times. Who, who thought of that? I, don't even I eat love this that stuff person. and I love it. I, like I, it's like it's so Right? Yeah. I I just love the idea <laughs> that they did that. I just I can't describe how much I love it. Cuz it's it's almost like a <laughs> screw you to all the people who say <laughs> it's, it's a, <laughs> You gotta eat healthier. Shut up. Shut up. In fact, you know we're being, we're gonna be so unhealthy. Our shell is now gonna be fried chicken. But with a nod to the healthy, uh, you know, health conscious, they put the grilled chicken inside. <laughs> inside. <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. Available in two weeks. Holy cow. Uh, definitely a spoons episode coming up on that. You gotta uh, believe. Undoubtedly. And then what? Well, what we do with that? Because I don't. <laughs> you know, I might, you might know that I don't eat the fried chicken or any chicken. Um, then they'll just get unas- like completely unassociated vegetarian food for me that I will eat for no other reason other than I want to eat it. Right. Like, the- there won't be a taste right. test in my part of it. I'll just be talking about Pat and Jeffy taste testing it, and then I'll just eat separate food. And I'll just barely be able to taste test it because I'm mostly vegetarian, as you well, know. Yeah. Yep. yeah, you are. Uh, although I'm you, vegetarian pretty much exclusively, except for I will eat chicken. a little and a grilled little, chicken. A little fried. And and what? A little fried chicken. A little fried chicken, a little grilled chicken, and then some fish. Mm-hmm. And and a little bit of, like, beef. You know, well, all, uh, yeah, pretty yeah, much all beef. Occasionally. Right. All the beef. Uh, mm. Not all the time, but, no. uh, you know, I will try some beef and then some buffalo. And I will eat, I will, you know, eat you're, some well, pig. You're a big, big bacon parts guy. of the yeah. pig, like bacon. Mm. Sausage, but you don't ham. Eat ho- ho- the hoof. I don't eat the hoof. Fair, or the you don't snout do that at all. The cattle either, so you're fine. You're right. not eating the entire That's thing. That's correct. I no. Eat, no, no. I don't. I've never had kangaroo, never. No. And I I've never eaten alligator. Well, I, I did have a bite of alligator. Right. So I've had some alligator. Um, but percentage-wise, of all the species, incredible. Almost exclusively vegetarian, if you consider every species. So. <laughs> Look, you're trying but to. But I will be able it. to try that. Yes, you will. I will. That's okay. <laughs> Just barely. Just barely. Jeffy, what? Because you guys did the double down. We did this with the double down KFC I didn't like the sandwich, down. and you were not yeah, big on no. it. So I mean, I, it's not a hundred percent a home down. home run here. No, that's true. Because yeah, the double down was was the the buns were chicken. The buns right? were chicken, and yeah. that was a uh, a KFC product. And then inside the chicken was bacon. Was bacon and like some cheese and sauce. And cheese and so sauce. So it was basically it was basically a bunless sandwich. And you would think you would love that, and I, I don't know why. I don't remember yeah, now yeah, why I didn't, a, but I know right. I didn't love it. But I, it was okay. It was, I, I liked it. I think that uh, it will actually help having the grilled chicken inside of it. I think so like, too. And I know it's the yeah. same same bird. Yes. Uh, but <laughs> probably probably two different birds. Uh, but the the same maybe twelve or fifteen or thirty different birds. But the the same concept there, like I think you'll get like 
the, the, the fried chicken and then the kind of the juiciness inside of the so. grilled chicken yeah. might, along with the other toppings might might fuel that pretty well. That looks pretty deep. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's an interesting deep. attempt. And it again, is. that's all we ask for here. <laughs> We're not asking you to solve all of our problems, but just keep trying. You know, we, we, we have a episode coming up uh, later on in the program. Oh, we do. In, in which we're going to be uh, att- mm. attempting uh, to uh, enjoy the chocolate-covered strawberry Oreos. Oh, my. Oh, and my as Pat gosh. has said many times, and I think this is a fair observation, uh-huh. you're not a huge Oreo fan, per right. se. Right. And I would say, like, if I'm going to go to a cookie aisle, I'm probably not picking up Oreos as my first choice. Yeah. For However, sure not. they are the ones putting the damn effort in. Exactly. Yeah, and I appreciate that a lot. Yeah. They're the ones with the new flavor. They're the every innovators. few weeks. They're the ones who are showing. Mm-hmm. You know what? They're not taking every weekend off. They're not showing up at nine and leaving at three. They're there all yes, day. What mm-hmm. the hell can we make into an Oreo? That's what they do all <laughs> the time. Right. And they deserve a lot right. of credit for that. That's right. Yes, and it's not like, how can we make an Oreo healthier? No. It's none of that crap. No, no. It's none of that crap. It's like, hey, red velvet. Hey, cinnamon bun. Mm-hmm. Hey, candy corn. Hey, chocolate-covered strawberry. Hey, you know what most people like is the filling inside. Let's double or triple that. Yes. 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 Uh-huh. That's why I was proud to work for Nabisco for a while. That was... Uh... Not a Proud good hire. For also, no, not, not a good, good hire. For hey, let's put this guy by all our cookies. <laughs> hey, you know that fat guy that'll probably eat us out of house and home? Let's hire him. <laughs> let's put him in that room with all the, the, the extra cookies. Uh, although it might save them from a disposal uh, cost, you know, because obviously everything that right is gone. Yeah, like mal, you know, malfunction, malformed cookies. If Jeffrey just ate them. <laughs> Uh, you would, uh, but you know, had, I wor- had I worked in the factory, that would have happened. But oh, that's right. Where did you work? It certainly wasn't an <laughs> office gig. We know. What, what, what did you do? Uh, I, I took delivered them to stores. Oh I took my care God. of them. Uh, hey, uh, you guys keep sending I us half-open packages. <laughs> there, of there, was, there were a number of damaged goods shipped. I can't help that. I mean, uh, Nabesco, ninety-eight percent of our shipment didn't arrive. <laughs> 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 what a terrible hire. Yeah, they, the worst hire there was, of all there was, time. There were some shipping issues. That's not my problem. I can't. <laughs> so when the shipping issues would happen, you would step in and say, hey, let me take those off your hands? Well, I mean, yeah, you got to take them back to the warehouse. What? I mean, that you want to talk about a bad appointment. Oh, like we talk about Trump's appointments. You want to talk about a bad appointment. <laughs> right, let's have Jeffy deliver all of our Nabisco products. <laughs> Brilliant. I mean, you know, you're, if you're Dole, right, and you got mm. bags of salad you're shipping, yes, good idea, <laughs> perfect hire. <laughs> you got to do that. You can't put Jeffy in control of that sort of no, salt and sugar. That's not good. It's not a good. That's idea. not good. Uh, something I else. I disagree 100, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> something else that was not good was uh, Trump's performance at the press conference yesterday. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people love this, and I, I saw some reviews of it. Uh, Trump really handles, Trump destroys CNN, all of that stuff. First of all, CNN, Jim Acosta at uh, CNN didn't deserve this. CNN didn't deserve this. CNN yeah. was reporting a news story, and they, they're not the ones who did the BuzzFeed thing. The BuzzFeed thing where they alleged the sexual weirdness in Moscow and all that stuff... That's that wasn't CNN. And so Trump and his people, Kellyanne Conway, uh, chief among them, conflated the two and then intentionally, intentionally, intentionally. And, 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 and not only that, went on television and lied about the idea that CNN had linked to the BuzzFeed uh, report, which they, they did not. 
In fact, they were out first, but they even in subsequent reports did not link to the BuzzFeed report. Kellyanne Conway was on Anderson Cooper last night, and she was despicable. I mean, absolutely despicable. She's I, she's pretty wow. good at this role. She is. Um, but it, it she's, is, she's, she's intentionally liar, lying, though. and Just I'm not going to reward that. A complete liar over and over and over. And Anderson couldn't keep up with the lies. He kept denying them, and he would jump in and say, we didn't, we didn't say that. We didn't do that. No, that's not true. And she would be like, can you let me talk? If you can get, let me talk. No, the lies have to be addressed, yeah, you Kellyanne. Got, gotta. The lies have to be addressed. And they're coming so fast and furious, he can't even keep up with them. Even interjecting during the lies themselves, he still couldn't keep up. I thought they he were did coming a, so fast. a pretty good job. Anderson's good. Um, I, I like Anderson Cooper, and I, I think he did a good job. Yeah, but I, I, I look, she made it impossible. If she, te, Kellyanne Conway used to work for Ted Cruz. She, she ran a super PAC for Ted That's Cruz. That's unbelievable. Okay? It's hard to believe. Wow. If Ted Cruz won and she was handling herself like this, I would be as Still wouldn't like pissed it. more mm-hmm. pissed off because it's so, it would be, to my eye, inconsistent with, with the person she's rep- she would be representing. Uh, here, it's very consistent with the person that she's representing, but it's still completely wrong. I don't mm-hmm. care if she is a, you know, comes from a good conservative background. I don't care uh, if she uh, you know, is the one that is supposed to be keeping Donald Trump in line or whatever the hell that's supposed to be, which I you know, yet to see really results out of that one. But I mean, this is it's inexplicable that she just goes on television and continues to lie outwardly all the time. I know this is what politicians do. I know this is what spokespeople really do. But it's really frustrating. And it's, I, I, I think it's beneath her from everything I've heard about her. Um, I've heard many positive things. But the, mm. the, the way she handles herself in particular, she's yeah. very good at the job. And I think people get that confused with being actually honest. She's not being honest. She's blatantly denying things that are absolutely true and mm-hmm. lying constantly about cnn and their role uh, but again a myriad of issues well yes now sometimes yes. she's right sometimes the media is uh, terrible and she's made many good points on that she's not she's not not every word that comes out of her mouth is a lie but when she needs to she'll lie and oh, i i don't man. like that i i, I mean i it's one thing to spin something in your favor. It's one thing to defend to the best of your ability within the realms of the truth your candidate. It's another thing to just come out and say things that aren't true. And she's doing it all the time. Yeah. And Spicer's even worse. But, I mean, uh, they're all doing it. The whole administration is filled with people who do this for a living yeah, and have been rewarded for doing it. We're in for a really tough four years, I'm afraid, oh, on that front. Man. Um, because we're, we're living in a post-truth, in fact, era. And uh, it was just amazing to watch uh, Trump... With uh, senior White House correspondent from CNN, Jim Acosta, here's what happened. Since you're attacking us, can you give us a question? Go since ahead. you're no, Mr. President-elect, go Mr. ahead. President-elect, go ahead. since you are attacking no, our news not organization, you. Not can you. you give us a chance? Your organization You are attacking our news organization. Can you give us a chance to ask a question, sir? Go ahead, sir. Can you state, Mr. President-elect? Go ahead. Can you state categorically, Mr. President-elect? Can you give us a question? Don't be rude. You're attacking us. Can you give us a question? Don't be rude. Can you give us a question? I'm you, not going to give you a can question. You st- can you state categorically? You are fake news. Wow. Sir, go ahead. can you state Good. categorically God. that nobody... No, Ms. President-elect, that's not go appropriate. Ahead. Now, I saw Sean Hannity defend that and of praise he that. Did. He praised Trump for that. Are you kidding me? With the way Fox News was treated during the last eight years mm-hmm. under Obama, calling it faux news, calling it fake news, 
uh, telling telling people that, that that they were not accurate all the time. If that was a Fox News reporter trying to get a question into Obama, who had done that, would Sean Hannity be reacting the same way? I mean, this is just an unbelievable situation. I, I, and I, I, I can't I can't believe it. Let me give you another example. Um, Sean Spicer, the guy I was talking about, was on uh, Tucker Carlson. He's the new White House correspondent yeah. for Trump. And you can read this all. This Ben Shapiro wrote a column on this. Uh, um, Sean Spicer told Fox News' Tucker Carlson, I think Mr. Acosta owes the president-elect and, frankly, the entire press corps an apology for his childish and inappropriate behavior. I, Spicer said, I informed gosh. him that I thought that no one should be treated that disrespectfully. You're freaking working for Donald Trump. Stop it. Uh, and if, that if he did that again in the future, I would have him removed, adding, no one needs to be treated with that level of, of rudeness. Goes on, he tweeted about it, regardless of party, Acosta was rude. Um, so let's back up a little bit. Uh, here is a f- couple of years ago. Acosta was reporting to, uh, uh, to Trump ripping a CNN allegation um, regarding the Intelligence Committee briefing on Trump. He insisted that Trump allow him to ask a question, and Trump refused. As Tucker Carlson should have noted, after all, this was Tucker Carlson's reporter at the time. This happened to the Daily Caller's Neil Monroe and Barack Obama. Monroe asked, why did you favor foreigners over Americans regarding Obama's actions with regards to illegal immigrants? Excuse me, sir, but it's not time for questions, Obama responded. Are you going to take questions, Monroe asked? Obama shot back, not while I'm speaking. Now, that's a better answer. Barack Obama is less offensive uh, Mm -hmm. in this context than Donald Trump is. Okay, I don't like saying that. I don't I know that's not popular, but he is saying, look, you can ask a question in a minute, uh, but it's not time. Carlson's response to that escapade, which was not nearly as bad as Trump's. This is what reporters are supposed to do. They're supposed to get their questions answered. It's hard not it's hard to know what's wrong with asking the president a question. That was his way of reading it when it happened to his guy. Now. It's happening to CNN, who, by the way, didn't do anything wrong. It's important to understand that. Mm-hmm. CNN did not do anything wrong. You want to talk about BuzzFeed? Should they have released that report? There's a great journalistic mm-hmm. argument to be had there. One that BuzzFeed is getting beat up by not just the right, but almost every journalistic organization over. Mm-hmm. Okay, So you can have that conversation all you want. CNN had this information before the election, didn't run it. And then when they ran it, it was only because it was part of the briefing and is notable and then didn't include any of the salacious information in the report. Apparently, they went out of their way here. Part of uh, the Trump camp's problem with this is it wasn't verbally presented to the president. Right. It was just given to him in a report. Yes. And by the way. So what? Yeah. It was given to the president. And by the way. In the original CNN report, they said we were not able to confirm whether there was a verbal communication of this information. They actually addressed it in the initial report. That's an example of Trump not being able to read. Maybe that's it. Wow. Samantha Bee is right. Wow, yeah. (laughs) I will tell you, I I think CNN did a great job with this story. I think they did a great job. BuzzFeed, despicable. Uh, CNN did a great job with the story. And, I mean, if you can't be honest in this, what, what do we have left? And the right is not being honest on this. And, and they're not being honest just because somebody supposedly on the right is president now. Yeah, and, and I think a it's lot of that results from the fact that, you know, most people don't have 
I will say, even as we've obsessed about this story for a couple of days, it's still difficult to comp- explain exactly what happened. There is a long string, uh, string of information that went through multiple sources that originated in certain ways. And you can understand the argument immediately going to, wait a minute, John- Donald Trump was not with prostitutes. That is not the <laughs> argument here. I get that that's what he would be interested in. And I get that that would be this type of thing that people who are his defenders would, would latch on to. And as we said from moment one, there is no reason to even entertain the possibility that Donald Trump was hooking up with prostitutes. That is not what the point of that report was. It was to say that Russia is spreading rumors about Donald Trump Mm -hmm. to try to control him. And the reason they had to make that argument is because Donald Trump kept saying they weren't trying to control him and they weren't doing these things to him. They had to bring information because Donald Trump kept saying they were lying all the time. This is not CNN's fault. It's agonizing. You can be critical of BuzzFeed if you want, but that is not CNN's fault. They handled it well. The report has held up. The only thing, there was an NBC report that came after this that said we were able to confirm they did not uh, verbally mention this information. Mm -hmm. But that is... So what? But CNN allowed for that possibility in the report, and that's not major anyway. so what? Right. Uh, so ah, what? Infuriating. If it went into the present president's hand, reported to the president. Yeah. So, uh, case closed. Anyway, um, it, no matter where you come down politically, no matter what side of the spectrum you're on, the left, you're on the right. Everybody now Patton seems Oswald. to be thinking yeah. about preparation, about preparing for food, about preparing for the future, just in case. Anything goes wrong. Now, they're worried about Trump. We were worried about Obama. I, I'm still worried about, you know, the, the economic situation. I'm still worried. I'm, I'm still worried about uh, a potential tornado or a, a hurricane, not in Dallas, but uh, along the coast, you, you worry about uh, different things. Sure. Inland, you can worry about snowfall and ice storms and those kinds of things. Everybody can worry about job loss. There's all kinds of things to prepare for. My Patriot Supply helps you out with that. Yeah, some more than others, Jeffy. Um, so the, the issue here is Pat Oswalt. We talked about this briefly earlier. Uh, Pat Oswalt, comedian, uh, really freaked out about Trump. Said he's going to start, you know, uh, hoarding food and uh, getting a gas generator. And I don't, I, I don't know what level of that was humor. I don't know how he, he was trying to joke a little bit or, or exaggerate. But the point is that whether you fear the president or not, you should still be prepared for to cover basic emergencies at least, mm-hmm. um, because that's important. Yeah, you know. And, and again, it's not, there's nothing political about a tornado. And and the great thing about preparation is it removes the fear, mm-hmm. so you don't have to be afraid of the future. You're prepared for the future, so it may not be uncomfortable, but, you, but you're it may be it may not be comfortable, but you're prepared for whatever comes. And this is great tasting food too, so you can enjoy it if you ever have to use it. So call them today and get four weeks of easy-to-prepare food for 99 bucks, and that includes the shipping. 888-411-5290 is the number to call. 888-411-5290 or preparewiththeblaze.com. It's preparewiththeblaze.com. Um, this is amazing. One of the things we talked about, and this is why I think a lot of people um, who might otherwise see these uh, media actions as reasonable, 
um, are so pissed off and backing Trump uh, on the right. It's because the media is actually terrible. I'm not giving a broad-based defense of the media by any means. I'm talking about this specific case, and it's important. Let me give you the other side of this. Uh, The term hacked the election. Hacked the Uh election, I think, puts in anyone's mind who hears it. Russia went into these machines and changed thousands of votes from from Hillary Clinton to Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. The result would have been... Uh, Hillary Clinton winning instead because it was hacked. It get Donald Trump won. Okay, that phrase, phrase, that term, phrased that way, is I think pretty clear as to what the intent of using it is. Um, now, of course, the truth is Russia probably did, even Donald Trump admits, probably did hack several uh, DNC accounts and, and Podesta and release that information through WikiLeaks. Um, and did that have an effect on the election? My belief, strong belief is absolutely not. I don't think, I can't even think, think about this for a moment, we're a few weeks away from the election, uh, past the election. Can you pull out from your memory anything from the John Podesta emails? No. Jeffy, can you pull out one can, thing wasn't, wasn't, of note? Well, Wasn't there like a pizza delivery or something? Right, the, the, the false conspiracy <laughs> of Pizzagate with them yeah. talking about pizza, yeah, yeah. right? Okay, there's one. Did that change the election? Obviously not. Anything else? No. Okay, I mean, I'm talking about I mean, anything. They, they couldn't even make up anything right. that was interesting. There was nothing in there. Nothing. I mean, if anything comes out of the, the uh, Podesta emails is that you think higher of John Podesta because he actually yeah. didn't seem to be doing any of the things you might assume he was doing. Yep. Now, were they talking trash about other people? Did it cause some internal strife probably. within their campaign? The probably. worst thing was probably that they spoke ill of Bernie Sanders. But Big that deal. That was the DNC hack, that was however, the DNC. not that the Podesta, Podesta one. Podesta. And that didn't yeah. matter at all to the election. Didn't matter. Not at all. Didn't make any uh, difference at all. So there were a couple things where um, one official in the DNC, if I'm remembering this right, uh, it, it was emailing to Podesta saying things about Hillary Clinton like uh, she's not very personable or she can't. Ha- but like we all saw Hillary Clinton. We all know she's not personable. <laughs> we all know she's terrible as a candidate. That was not something they broke. They didn't break any news. There was nothing in there of note. Yes, there were inter- internal issues like, you know, people were uh, if I remember another one. Um, what's what's the guy who was. um who was uh, um, influencing uh, Clinton, an old friend, and was saying all these things negatively about uh, Jews and Israel. And uh, crap, I can't think of him. Um, one of one of the Hillary Clinton close advisor, and they were tra- they were talking. You know the names, uh, Sidney Blumenthal, mm. and so they so they were talking trash about Sidney Blumenthal in these emails, saying, "Ah, he's you know, I don't believe a word the guy says." Mm-hmm. Did that cause some strife in personal relationships in the backgrounds of this campaign? I'm sure it did, but that did not affect the election at all. My point here is to say that you saying hacked the election is, I think, a willful attempt uh, to. Mm. Uh, uh, paint this as something much more than it was. Um, you know, it's not to say that the Russian hacking our system and trying to influence is not a big deal. That's a huge deal. But it did not affect the election in any measurable way. Here is a little montage um, uh, put together. Okay, maybe we can find out who. Uh, MRC put this together of people using this term. Look how many times they did. 
Russian hacking the election. Russia hacked the American election. Russia hacked and interfered with the U.S. election. That election hacking. Election hacking. President-elect Trump saying he knows things we don't about election-related hacking. Trump team still sending out mixed signals about whether they believe Russia was behind the hacking of the election. He might start to move towards accepting these conclusions of the intelligence community that Russia was indeed involved in this election. Donald Trump, according to what Mr. Priebus uh, said today, seems to have had a bit of an evolution from his previous skepticism. Priebus now says he believes what everybody else does. The Russians hacked into this election. What do you make of that? Well, I think they hacked into um, the DNC. <laughs> they didn't hack into the election. Nice. I like her. Yeah, Tammy Bruce is great. <laughs> Um, but I mean, you look at that too. That's not. Uh, it's not. It's not Chris Hayes and and Rachel Maddow. They kept putting on the stream. No, right. That was all legitimate news yeah. sources, and I think that term really uh, makes it so I'd understand the Trump team being pissed off about it. Um, it doesn't excuse lying. It doesn't excuse some of their behavior. It doesn't excuse um, the fact that he was seemingly. I mean, now kind of on his own admission in denial about whether Russia was hacking elections. He now thinks they did. Mm -hmm. uh, not hacking the elections, as we were talking about, but hacking these particular accounts uh, loosely related to the election that didn't affect it. Now, that's a clunky way of saying it, but that's the accurate way of saying it. Um, and, uh, you know, you can understand the media. There is media bias. We talk about it all the time. It is real. But when it's not real, if there's no benefit in going and attacking people like Jake Tapper, who has done more work to hold the left responsible in this country over the past 10 years than probably any individual in the media. Mm -hmm. um, and you're going to come out here and, and attack that report when he was took great pains to not say anything that was inaccurate. Uh, just It's just a weak level of attack. But I mean, some of the anger I certainly justified at the media in general, uh, as we showed there. Um, so you think Tillerson's getting through? Uh, probably. I don't really care, but probably. Jeffy? I got to tell you, uh, he's the one that's most, most people are against. You know, all the others are just flying through and everybody loves. And Tillerson is the one that uh, everybody's saying. Well, that, Tillerson, uh, the only reason they don't like him is because he worked for, he was a CEO of Exxon right. Mobil. I mean, it's, it's stupid. I mean, just because the guy worked for a major corporation, he's evil. Right. And, and, he, and where he made his fame, right, was working a deal with Russia. Right, I mean, that was his first big deal with Exxon, I think. Right, but you want a Secretary of State who can deal with other heads uh, of state. I'm just, yeah, I'm right. Gonna, he, Tillerson might be good. I, I don't know. I don't I, know. I, 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 say, I really I don't, don't know. know. I'm sort of torn up. I'm ambivalent I about it. Yeah. As I am much of what Trump is doing, <laughs> I, I, I'm just kind of waiting and seeing. It's what so, are you going to do? I mean, like, for example, Mattis is up uh, doing his testimony today. I like him. And I, I like I Mattis want, as well. I want him to Mattis, be. Mattis uh, was clear today that he thinks that Russia is a serious threat, and we're under uh, the most serious threat since World War II. Wow. Now, that is not Donald Trump's position at all. No, it's not. It doesn't seem to be. Well, and some of the reports uh, this, this morning that I heard about was uh, that uh, Tillerson said he hadn't even talked to Trump about Russia. Yeah, he did say that. I, mean, I don't know if that's holy, true. Come on, but now. if that is true, that's a concern as well. That is a little bit of a concern. All right, triple eight seven two seven back. More Pat and Stu coming up in a minute. You think it's bad that he hasn't talked to him about our greatest geopolitical? Threat? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. To quote Mitt Romney, stand on Russia. That would seem to be like an opening question, wouldn't it? Or at least top three. Yeah. yeah.
Hi. Hi. Pat and Stu, Triple Eight Seven Two Seven. Back to NFL football fans, just real quick. Mm. Uh, apparently, the San Diego Chargers are moving to Los Angeles. They made up their mind. They Los- had that option, and they said yes to it. The Los Angeles Chargers. Now, I, I was reading something today Weird. as this uh, decision was going on uh, that because. The one thing I didn't mind as much about the San Diego Chargers moving is that they at least used to be the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, so part like it's the same thing with the Raiders. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if they were to mm-hmm. move to L.A., they were the L.A. Raiders. And when they moved back to Oakland, they were the, the Oakland, Oakland Raiders. Raiders. There's something about that tradition, at least like mm-hmm. you're revisiting an old thing. But I guess they were only the Los Angeles Chargers for one year. Oh, wow. Is that right? I, only I their inaugural se- season, and I, then they moved yeah, to San Diego, know. at least according to this <clears> article. Interesting that San Diego will be without a franchise now, and L.A., which was without, is now they're bursting yeah. with NFL teams. Yeah, two. They've so got they, two. So they've got... That's bursting. Well, it is. I mean, it, for that <laughs> it market, is. did you see the the, yeah. the, the the crowds at the Rams games at the end of the I year? Know. Yeah, That's got to be terrifying for, for like them. like eight people. Yeah, seriously, in, it was In stadiums that hold 100,000. That's why they originally pulled out of that place. Exactly right. They cried and moaned about, oh, we don't have an NFL team. We're Los Angeles. Right. We're the number two, number three market in the country. And then they don't support team. them. Then they don't support Nobody them. Nobody going. It did kind of feel like the right thing was one team being there. Yes. You know? Yeah. Okay. And now, yeah, you know, two is... I yeah, don't I know, so. man. I don't know. And San Diego is such a great city to be completely yeah. without NFL football. That's too should bad. Should have built that new stadium. And, well, yeah, look. and they should have paid for should it with taxpayer that dollars. New, that's right. They only asked for one point two, one point eight billion. Pat, exactly. One point eight billion. That's nothing. One hundred percent correct. You get change back from your two billion dollar bill. I mean. <laughs> You can't do that. And an NFL team. What more do you want? San Diego. Change in a team. Wow. It's unbelievable that anyone would expect that. <laughs> and look, I understand if you're an owner and you have this asset uh, that you uh, that is almost, it's almost, uh, you almost can't put a price on it. It's so ridiculously valuable. Yeah. And you have so much power that an entire city has obsessed for multiple years over where you're going to hold your games. Mm -hmm. Okay, I get how much power that is. I would hope if I were an owner in that situation, regardless of the fact that people are throwing billions of dollars for you to do this, that you would resist the temptation to try to go to taxpayers for this. It's ridiculous. That's tough, though. No taxpayer should ever pay one cent in taxes for a football stadium. It's interesting, though, because when I was in Houston, right before I got there, I think, in the late 90s, they put together uh, the Houston Sports Authority. Yep. And they were tasked with the responsibility of getting new stadiums for everybody. And they pulled it off. Now, I, I would think if you can do, if you can put together a sports authority to bring stadiums to life and build new beautiful buildings where your sports teams can live, you would be able to bring in some private businesses. Or you would get the owners together and you would say, hey... Uh, if you want these new buildings, yeah, better pony up the money because we're not going to go. I mean, this is Houston, Texas. Mm. Should be conservative, right? And it was like uh, a- Andrew Luck's dad, Oliver Luck, was the, I think he was the head of the sports authority. And pretty conservative guys. And yet. They still believe. They, they still, still believe. They sure do. They still believe in taxing the people to, to get it out of. And why not? I mean, it's been going on for long. Why enough. not? I because mean, you've got billionaire I, owners I mean, who, I if you want a new building, saying, build Stu, it. Stu was yeah. saying that, you know, he would hope that he wouldn't. But I'm telling you. Well, you'd feel why? like an idiot to your yeah, other, you owner, sure other owners. And, you know, your other owners would say, don't do this because then everyone's going to want to do it. Right. Don't yeah. screw us. And I understand the pressure of that. And I understand the fact that. More than the pressure of it, they like a billion dollars for free. 
I get it, but it's completely <laughs> immoral. It is. Completely immoral. You're right. I mean, it's already as immoral. As much as we love football, we yeah. still believe that. Taxation is theft is something you see from libertarians all the time. And, you know, of course, it's, uh-huh. it's a principle I generally speaking yeah. agree with. <laughs> uh, but even if, if you want to say, let's say Obamacare, right? Obamacare is a disaster. Obamacare taking tax dollars, giving it to uh, other people for health care, far more defensible far more defensible Mm -hmm. than giving it to a freaking football team. It makes no sense Mm -hmm. at all to give one penny of taxes to these teams. And, uh, you know, as much as we love them, I mean, it's seriously like there are weekends that I sit in there. I'm watching NFL football. I have got a theater room in my house. And, you know what, every time I sit down in that theater room and I watch the football games, I think outside of, yeah, blah, 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 kids alive, you're, they're fed, and you got a roof over your house, all the crap and the, the stuff that you have to work to do. Outside of that, that's why I show up here every day, so that when I can sit down in that chair with a bowl of chips and watch NFL teams play, it's like the only thing I really require outside of basics. Like, that's what I want. And by the way, um, it seems like you paid for your theater room and we paid for whatever it is we watch our football in by ourselves we didn't ask the community to pay for those places for us well jeffy right and we're not billionaires jeffy stole jeffy did yes okay the point i'm making here is that's how dramatic it is and i it's that stark i know um interesting development in this as, as well so the Rams go to a what, – where are they playing? They're playing – it's again 100,000 people at some of those games yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. Um, and now it was like 100 people so towards the, the end. So must be the Coliseum, I guess right? it's the Coliseum, that's, right? That's the big one. So uh, San Diego is not going there. Both teams will join up at a new $2.6 billion oh. stadium that they will share – in Inglewood. Like they do in Jersey. Um, yeah, like they do in Jersey. Yeah. However, in wow. Jersey was only, what, what 2 or 1.8? Uh, um, so this is a lot more expensive than that. However, until that is ready, they're going to play at the soccer, the Major League Soccer Stadium. Um, that, uh, Why wouldn't that they play at the Rose Bowl? LA has. I don't know. I guess they made a deal to go here. Capacity, 30,000. Wow. There's going to be NFL games in a 30,000-seat venue for multiple years, it looks like. That is really weird. And they probably won't fill that. I mean, if they can't pay the 30,000, they should just go back and beg to uh, San Diego to move back into their old stadium. play in the old stadium. That's nuts. Nuts. I wonder why they're not using the Rose Bowl or the Coliseum. I, I, I don't know. Uh, Weird. Okay. You know, it's a new stadium, which is nice. I mean, obviously, like, you know, they, they huh. it's a nice-looking stadium, but 30000 is not a big Not, uh, not big. I don't know if yeah. the Rose Bowl. Uh, you, you stumbled onto an interesting story about uh, a Nazi that had been alive until fairly recently. Yeah, right? so really, and, it's, you know, look, uh, Nazis, let, I, we spend a lot of time talking about Nazis, <laughs> okay? And we actually did it. Glenn did a lengthy defense over his right to use the term Nazi today. Uh, you know, we talk about them a lot because, they, like, frankly, they are the most interesting thing that's ever happened on the on the on the earth, at least in the last couple hundred years. Like, I mean, pretty interesting. It's uh, obviously one of the worst as well. I mean, I would put Mao into this category, Stalin. There's other people who would compete for that, and I think that's mm-hmm. important to note. However, they're just absolutely fascinating. These people, and what's happened afterwards has been fascinating. As many of the obviously war criminals were able to escape pr- uh, prosecution. Um, you know, they got a lot of them, um, but they weren't able to get all of them. One they did not is Alois Brunner. He was the uh, he was Eichmann's assistant. This is uh, this douche right here. Um, and so 
he leaves after the war and escapes to Egypt for a short time. He gets followed towards Egypt. They kind of figure out where he is. He then goes to Syria. Now, if you hate the Jews, Syria, not a bad place to hang out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got some things in common with some of the people uh, who happen to work there. He's protected for a very long time by uh, the Syrian government. However, um, they kind of lose track of him. They think he's still in Syria. He did an interview. Do I have the quote from the interview in here? By any chance? No. I want to say it was in the 90s, maybe. He did an interview with the Chicago Sun-Times or something. Somehow they got a hold of the guy, and he said, by the way, don't feel bad about it at all. They were human garbage. Like that, to his death, uh, he, he went to, he was still a Nazi. Um, he uh, was responsible for, they believe, 130,000 dead Jews. He ran a concentration camp. Uh, he, this was his passion. Mm. And he was a very loyal guy to Eichmann, uh, who he served under. Um, he went to Syria. They now have some details about it. Initially, the, um, one of the, I think it was the Simon Wiesenthal uh, Center who was trying to hunt him down. Um, uh, they believed he died in 2010. Uh, a new study, however, a new report from the magazine 21, which I've never heard of before, but it's a uh, German magazine, I guess. Um, they believe instead he died in 2001 at the age of 89. And the, there's, a happy, there's a happy ending a to the story. One. Yes. Really happy ending to the story. Hang on for it. You ready? Yeah. Go ahead. One of his guards, yeah. said Bruner, who went by the name Abu Hussein, okay. suffered and cried a lot in his final years. Everyone heard him. Good. All we had to, all he, he suffered had to, and cried a lot yeah. in his final years. So we all got he had to eat were army rations, awful stuff like an egg or a potato. And he had, he to, had to choose, choose between the other. <laughs> he died in absolute squalor. Do you want an egg or a potato? Right. Uh, uh, absolute squalor and uh, in a basement of, a, of some protected Syrian, uh, as a prisoner, basically. He basically yeah. died as a prisoner. Um, and, you know, that's uh, a real shame. Yeah, you feel terrible about that. But that, So that's a very good uh, outcome. Good ending for, for a really evil man. Yeah, let me give Just you one, one more quick one before we take a break. Uh, if you were walking and you stepped in some water with your brand new shoes mm-hmm. uh, or some mud, and then you walked on some dry pavement, and you, you left this on the ground, would you be offended or, or weirded out? These uh, are... Whoa. Uh, yes. That's kind of weird. That is weird. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Because it makes you feel like it's on purpose. Right. It kind of does. Uh, you look at it, it basically, it, it made swastikas appear. Yeah. Uh, when you walked, the boot was, uh, one, one reviewer said, good for marching into Poland, but not much, for, not much right. else. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was uh, unintentional, of course, the designers say. They just had a design uh-huh. on there. That re- made the swastika imprint onto the ground. Oh, uh, I believe, believe they did it. They did recall them. Uh, they're getting yeah. rid of those. Uh, maybe I mean they did recall them. So I guess you know maybe it was a mistake. Looks but. like they had good traction though. Yeah. Yes, it does. Say, it it looks like a darn good boot. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like you could you could use that on ice. All right, triple eight seven two seven back. More patents do coming. You know. You know. Good for marching into Poland. Mark, yep. Good for marching into Poland. Not right. Much else. In the winter time. Good for the Eastern Front. Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore. So when is it that our president-elect will learn that what he tweets matters? 
and really matters. You know, earlier today. Oh, I think he knows that one. Okay, well, okay, <laughs> but, but I'm just saying, when is this? Something like this uh, has got to pretty much stop, right? Or does it? Okay. Uh, Linda Bean from LL Bean, uh, longtime Republican activist, contributed $60,000 to a pro-Trump PAC. Okay? okay. Reported by the Associated Press. Trump tweets this morning, thank you to Linda Bean of LL Bean for your great support and courage. People will support you even more now. Buy, B-U-Y, L.L. Bean. Come on now. How'd the stock price do? Do they have one or they are a private company? Uh, actually, I didn't look. Well, uh, it's I, interesting. I, I would like, been, to... like to see because the headline mm. was buy, buy L.L. Bean. That's, I, yeah. Um, they, there was something he said in the press conference yesterday where another stock price tanked. I mean, this is not what the president's supposed to be Right. Doing. And, you know, he's doing it, like a lot of people are like, well, he's doing it for things that I like. Well, And there Again, were, this is not how you deal with an issue. We, there was a story I saw, that, well, I saw the headline, I didn't read the uh, entire story, but the guy was talking about making an app for Trump tweets. Not only like the other day we did on The Joker, but making an app so that every time he mentions a business in his tweet, mm-hmm. that app will send you an alert so you could buy or sell the stock. And that's just an app. The, the, uh, the Trading houses are making algorithms that will, because they want to get the trade a lot faster than a app and then sign in and, right, and buy. Right. They have lightning fast algorithms that are saying, okay, negative report on this company, sell it. And then buy it back in a couple hours. I mean, he hasn't right. done any lasting damage to these companies. But it still but, takes the hit. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I bet you anything, there's some shady guy that was working for Trump that we're going to find out in a few years said, uh, every time he was about to trade, he's got insider trading stuff because he's going to see, yep. you know, Trump was about to tweet and I was on there selling before mm-hmm. he did. And then you buy it back. I mean, mm-hmm. pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about the NFL and how uh, how well they, you know, how well they do and how they make the taxpayers pay for their stadiums. Uh, in the last few years, since 2008, how many commercials do you think you're seeing during an NFL game? I mean, think, now that's the only thing we're watching live, right? right. We're, we don't a want lot. commercials. We want, we're happy. We want to stream everything. We want to binge everything without commercials. Yep. But we'll watch the live sporting events. Um, the NFL games right now, 2016, are averaging almost 70 commercials a game. I believe that. Oh, my gosh, it's agonizing. And I Because mean, we're not used to them. It's on the rise. I'm not used to them anymore. It is. It's on is- the rise. Uh, in 2008, 64. Yeah. So you're almost. I mean, uh, yeah. Well, first of all, it's, it's more terrible. valuable than it was because no one's mm-hmm. watching. Th- you know, everyone's skipping mm-hmm. or watching. Right. Things. So it's the commercials are more valuable. It's the only place they can make their money. The the, the deals are more expensive. And I wonder if. And I, I wonder. I don't. So I bet you this. I bet you this doesn't count the sponsorships, not yeah, live commercials, not. but I mean, you know, the commercial time. But at, I mean, it is an increase. However, there's always been a lot of commercials in NFL games. I it mean, just seems like a lot more now sure because we're not used yeah, to we're it. We're not used to it because we're watching Netflix yeah. all the time. And Amazon and, and whatever else. Yeah. And there's commercial no commercials on your sites, right, Jeff? And it's uh, once you log in and get past the paywall, I think oh, you're fine. Okay. Yeah. That's not talking about commercials. Just saying that your your people are probably used to you know certain types mm. of commercials. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Enhancement is a common term. Yeah.